Hello, you're listening to Track by Track, the Trash Music Podcast, with me, Dan Bull, editor of Trash, which you can find at movetotrash.co.uk, and me, Will Warren, music enthusiast and contributor to Trash. And on the turntable this week, we've got False Alarm by Two Door Cinema Club. Now, hang on a minute, Will. Didn't we say we were going to do this album about six months ago? Well, I don't think it ever made it to air because we did some hasty re-recording and re-editing. Mm. We were originally going to talk about it around the time of release, but it wasn't to be. Because the boys in the band wouldn't give us a copy before it was released, which is... Uh... Despite some uh, pr- promises from the PR company. Mm. So, uh, But we yeah. haven't let that put us off um, because we do like this album and it is number two in our Albums of the Year. Uh, Two Door Cinema Club are from Northern Ireland, formed in 2007. You've got uh, Trimble, Alex, Halliday, Sam, and Baird, Kevin. Mm, Lovely. Three lovely lads. And this is their fourth studio album, if I'm not mistaken. And we talked about their third studio album, Game Show, uh, in our road to Glastonbury. Uh, Yes, and we saw them at Glastonbury, and more of that later. Mm, Definitely. So, uh, what was it for you, Dan, that grabbed you about this album? Grabbed me by the lug Jingle bells. <laughs> it's just... I think we, we both love two-door anyway, don't we? Because they are very much in our kind of scope or our... In the sort of spectrum of our combined musical taste. Uh, these do fall more into sort of the rockier side of things almost, the uh, more indie side of things... But they always have had kind of some pop sensibilities, a bit of dance in there. And this album just does it more than ever, I think. Oh, yeah. And arguably with this album and Game Show beforehand, mm. the pop, uh, more electronic twang was more prevalent yes. in it. And also, um, one of the first indicators that we were recording a new album came in an interview with Digital Spy. Oh. Uh, where Alex Trimble revealed they were working on new material. Lovely. And did he reveal his favourite Hollyoaks storyline? Uh, no, he watched his neighbours. Oh. Which is why he was pretty tight with Digital Spy. Everybody needs good neighbours. Uh, Merry Christmas to all our friends at Digital Spy. Yes, Merry Christmas. So, uh, False Alarm, a fourth year album, as you said, it was released on the 21st of June. So that was just a week before Glastonbury. Mm. And it was a real treat to hear a lot of the new album at Glastonbury Live. Because there were four singles for this album. Talk Satellite, Dirty Air, and Once. Ah, so I didn't know Once was a single. It's my new thing I've learned today. It was the fourth single released. Probably why. June to coincide with the album release. But each single was a fantastic, um, quite punchy, quite concise. I think they did radio edits, didn't they, of these singles. Just very, very infectious as well. Very upbeat, very celebratory. Uh, it's why it's our second favourite album of the year. And it was, the whole album was produced by Jack Knife Lee, who has worked with some albums I love, including uh, work with U2 and The Killers and Robbie Williams, and with some of your favourites as well, including One Direction and Taylor Swift. So let's get stuck in to Side One, Track One, uh, and this is Once.
So that was Once and What a Way to kick off the album. That's an anthemic start to the album. It really is. It's, it's, I think the synths from this one, I think they're straight from the sort of Passion Pit or Foster the People book of songwriting and recording. It's a super kind of electronic indie thing going on. And then that chorus, it just, let me do an impression of you, Will, let me put my hands up and raise them. It lifts mm. the track even more. Not that it, it wasn't already lifted. It's infectious, it's punchy, it's shiny, it's euphoric. And also, this is the start of a very cohesive album in terms of the kind of overall sound of it too. 100% agree with that, Will. Or you might say, they really set their stall out for what's to come in this album. Uh, something a bit soundtrack-like about this one as well. I can imagine uh, a sort of Hollywood teen film and something goes well for someone. Maybe someone gets their end away and they're just sort of walking away and punching the air. A bit like the end of uh, Breakfast Club. Gets but, their end away. Uh, isn't that a sporting term? No. Oh. It's disgusting. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, a little bit mixed up there, I'm afraid. So A great start. Yeah, I mean, I've, I feel like I've not really said much, but at the same time I've said Everything. A lot. Yeah, all I had to say, all the words. Track number two now then. This is Talk. So Talk There, that was the lead single released from this album, and it's my favourite track on the album. Is it really? Yeah, I love the energy in it, complemented by a brilliantly funny, very stylistic video. Even more so than Bananarama's stuff like that? Uh, They definitely spent a bit more money than 50 quid. Hmm, okay. But it's all sorts of different, they've kind of... Um, created some very specific scenes for the lyrics to the song but it's all in a kind of blue background red clothing theme it's very well done the colours of the album really aren't they Mm. I'm sure we'll go on to talk about the album artwork in due course we will and there's much to talk about Mm. it is a fantastic song I can see why it was the lead single it sort of it it does feel like a natural next step from the sound of the game show album doesn't it it feels a bit shinier um, a bit more synth-led. There's a real bit of groove, bit of funk to this one. It's very bold. I'd call this like a hero track. Ooh. Where it's kind of really bold, really... Um, it's almost like it really encapsulates everything about the group now. Yes. So, track number three, and this featuring Macumba is Satisfaction Guarantee. Satisfaction Guaranteed featuring Macumba. Will, who the hell are Macumba? They are Zimbabwean uh, group from Zimbabwe. Right. Any 
Uh, I guess nothing of note for probably any of our Track by Track listeners or us, uh, but they do feature on a couple of songs on this album on uh, guest vocals. Lovely. And they just bring a bit more uh, heft to some of the chorus. Uh, This is my um, favourite non-single on the album. Okay. I love this song, I have to say, and there's almost a bit of an 8-bit computer game sound to the synth on this one. But it's one of those songs where I prefer the verses to the chorus. I love the chorus. It's my favourite bit. Really? It's very hooky. Mm, It's got more more hooks than Peter. Oh, beat you to it, sadly. Peter Hook. (laughs) Or Peter... Peter out. Not Peter out. No. Well, for me, the chorus does it peter out. No, it doesn't peter out. But I just like the sound, the style, the arguably experimentation of the verses more. But the chorus is is nice. It's uplifting. Was this done live at Glastonbury? Do you remember? No. <laughs> Silly me. Track number four then. And this is so many people. So that was track number four, which is So Many People. It is certainly an album track, which is no bad thing. I like with this one how when it starts, it it begins a bit more organic. It just it, The drums lead it, and you kind of think, oh, it's going into a kind of a more old-school, original two-door sound. And then it comes in with that lovely hum of and layers of synths, which is quite lovely. But the, it's the last minute of this song that I really like. It kind it's of dreamy, isn't it? Dreamy. It's kind of euphoria, and there's 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 some lovely electronic guitar going on there, and I think it's um, I think this one is the nice blend of the two, the old and the new uh, Two Door Cinema Club. Because if you do think about that first album, it's still very much them, but it's a very different sound, isn't it? Mm. I, I mean, I'm a fan of the evolution that they've had mm. over the years, and that they've kind of every time they've come back, they've done something slightly different. And just the overall sound on this album is in keeping with the album, but also still sounds just like them yeah. as well. Just like, think, just like that. <laughs> just like that. Just like <laughs> that. Tommy Cooper. <laughs> Thank you for noticing that. Was that on purpose? No. Oh. No, I, Tommy Cooper was the last thing on my mind. To be honest, it's the uh, fez you're wearing that really gave it away. <laughs> um... Festive fez. Yeah. It's uh, red with a uh, white bobble on the top. Yeah, that's, 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 that's a Santa hat. It's, uh, it's a funky again, this one, isn't it? It's another funky number. So, funk, funky number. Uh, and a bit slower after a couple of bangers, actually. Which you need sometimes. A breather, a bit of breathing space. Mm. So, track number five now, and this is Think. See. Another slower, more dreamy number. It's a great time. Oh. To talk about the album artwork. Okay. The fantastic album artwork, because it is 
really cool this cover mm, really um like you've got lots of stuff going on you've got the three boys that are uh, popping out of holes matron take them away uh and then you've got lots of like uh audio av equipment so you've got telephones uh speaker loudspeakers you've got an alarm on the wall false lots of references to false alarm talk dirty air Oh, I just—it's very literal, actually, isn't it? Because they've got the false alarm poster, they've got the alarm clocks, which obviously alarm. They've got the alarm lights. Very literal, isn't it? But I, but love, I like it. I, I love like the it. color scheme as well. Like the whole campaign had a very similar look and feel to it. Mm. Be a lovely one to get on vinyl, actually. This one, but I don't know if I've dropped any hints. Uh, a hint of a tease for Christmas 2019. But uh, you've got Two Door Cinema Club uh, along the top in uh, a lovely uh, open. Uh, font uh, for font watch. For I'll tell font you watch what, Will, this week. Yeah, how they've done cinema with that E is absolutely lovely. It's very subtle, isn't it? Mm. Just, there's loads of little details on the on the front of that album. The boys are in polo next. Are you a fan of a polo neck? Yeah, I've got a couple actually. Yeah, mm. are they back? They're. I think they're back. I did see a gentleman with one yesterday, and I don't think he'd roll it down properly. I think he just got it. All the way, a bit like Rizzo in Greece. You know, remember the opening credits mm. in the cartoon, and it's just like a giraffe. Where was this person? Uh, it's at, the, at the boozy brunch he was serving at the uh, the restaurant I went to. Oh, he's probably a bit flustered. Mm, we were. With all the thirsty, thirsty people demanding more Prosecco. Yeah, well, I do like to get my money's worth if I do go for a boozy brunch. There's nothing worse than paying for a boozy brunch and only getting about three glasses of Prosecco. That's not boozy at all, is it? That's just... Boring. Breakfast. Uh, so back to the song. It is... It's, as I said before, it's a slower moment. I, what I really like about this song is the female backing vocals. It gives it an almost a bit of a 1990s edge. I was thinking a bit of um, Primal Scream, Happy Mondays, uh, something like that. Mad 40. <laughs> so let's move on. Track number six now. Featuring Open Mike Eagle. This is Nice to See You. To see you! Some that's more fun. Play the work in the angles. Play mob and see what the flames do. We'll pray off and see when it came true. I'll break all the rules and blame you. Both went home with the game tape. It's two different homes with the same tape. It's two different heads in the same space. Ultimate test of your game face. is the perfect midpoint album track where it's slightly longer than everything else it feels a lot more epic it does yeah. there's a lovely slow build up that I'd, and also for me I really like the rap in the middle really mm. what's, uh, um, what's, what are some of your other favourite raps there's one you referenced as the song was playing uh, the rap in that the uh, Paula Abdul song with the cat opposites opposites of tracks yeah yeah I think my favourite rap in a song has to be Mel B and Jerry's rap in Wannabe. Spice Girls. Oh, yeah. I think we could come up with some better answers given a bit more time. Well, I think sometimes the ones off the top of your head are the the true answers. (laughs) But what I would say is, I do like quite a lot of Eminem's early stuff, so maybe one day we can feature him. Are you joking? No, but... No. No? So, featuring on that track, we had Open Mike Eagle, who is uh, a hip-hop artist and comedian from Chicago. 
and he's a member of the hip-hop collective called Project Blowed, which was also a collective you were a member of uh, when you first moved to London. Disgusting! So, track number seven now. This is Break. If I could break down the wall I could see myself as someone I didn't know A little bit of a ditty, actually, that one, isn't it? It's very short, just over two minutes. Follows the uh, six-minute-plus, nice to see you. Um, another kind of more layered, laid-back, actually, uh, dreamier moment. I love that sound at the start. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I'm not sure either. It feels a little bit psychedelic, almost. Mm. It's um, it's a nice interlude, just before we go into a, f- um, a string of really, uh, really... Uh, much stronger, more lively tracks. Mm. Uh, And uh, I must mention at this point as well how this album performed. So it was very well received, actually, on the whole. Q Magazine gave it four out of five. Independent gave it four out of five. Uh, The Guardian gave it two out of five. What got their goat? Yeah, well, they're quite bitter at the minute, aren't they? Because they want people to pay to read their site and no one wants to... Little pay because you can get it free elsewhere. But I would overall, and um, there are some other po- very positive reviews, so overall I would give it 8 out of 10. Mm, very good. Very good. Um, but I haven't got a lot to say about this track. I mean, oh, also it got to number 5, the album. Yeah, it did very well. Number 5 in the UK. I can't help but think that it might have charted a little bit higher if they had given us it to talk about before it came out as, as was mentioned. Do you know what? I was thinking the same thing. Mm, a bit like uh, how Alpha Beats did. Yeah. So should we move on then to yes. a bit of a banger? Let's have a banger. So this is track eight now and this is Dirty Air. Track number eight, Dirty Air. I, I think absolutely love that track. It's my favourite one. Certainly my favourite single, actually. Talks great, but um, sounds like they're all great. But this, and I'm going to say it well, and I don't actually know what I'm going to say, who it reminds me of. And I think I said it actually when we talked about Franz it. Ferdinand. Ooh. Well, them as well. Duran Duran. Oh, of course. Yeah. This, this, certainly the verses is a real kind of uh, funky shuffle that makes me think of some of their. Uh, funky moments uh, and then that drum part that we were both kind of banging together to uh, really Lovely. great moment <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> it is that le- whole lead up to the chorus and then the chorus itself is brilliant but not only that I just love the whole vibe of this track there's a lovely kind of Beebly beeping noise running in the background that's like almost like a bird, like a chaffinch has got uh, trapped in the studio. <laughs> or a small tit. <laughs> oh. 
This was the second single to be... No, this was the third single to be released uh, in back in May. And uh, a few weeks ago, we were talking about Friendly Fires and how long a gap there were between uh, singles from that campaign mm. for Inflorescent. This was literally March, April, May, June for the four singles. Get them out. Bang, 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 bang. Brilliant. Yeah. And then the are uh, March, April, May, June, and then uh, a couple of days later, the album. Yep. Lovely. And the album was actually delayed because of a vinyl factory issue. Oh, no. Mm, which is a shame, but not to worry. Again, maybe that's why they didn't get the album to us in time, because it was... I mean, if it was... A, I, don't know, I haven't seen the vinyl, but I'd imagine it's a blue vinyl. Um, or a red vinyl. Or a yellow vinyl. No, it would be yellow. Why? He's got a yellow turtleneck on. Well, it's more mustard, isn't it? <laughs> mustard! <laughs> <laughs> right. So that was Dirty Air, track eight. We're on to track number nine now. It's another banger. Mm. Satellite. Satellite, like Dirty Air, another very funky number. Lovely, and I love the way it kind of starts off. It's a bit dirty when it starts off with that bass, and then it lifts. And you are doing it with your hands again, aren't you? Yeah, I've got to stop doing that now. It's become a a regular thing, too regular a thing, really. Mm. This was the second single to be released. I think it's just on the album version where there's a a chorus later on where he just sort of speaks it in a much lower registry to speaks set the reaction ticket to ride reckless abandon time on your side etc etc and I quite like the juxtaposition if you will of that against the uh, the normal chorus and of course there were single edits of talk and satellite um, but I enjoy the album versions more just because there's a little bit more to, to oh, listen yeah. to a bit more to get your mouth around which is uh Absolutely lovely at Christmas. So, final track now. This is Bordigon. So that was the last track on the album, already gone. Quick one, Will, on that. So when I listen to that song, it just suddenly ends, almost like mid-sentence. Does that happen on your version? I was going to say something to you, actually, around the same thing. Mm. Yeah. I mean, at first I thought it was a problem with my device. Now I'm thinking perhaps it's a conscious decision. And I have heard of other songs doing that, where it kind of throws you off because it ends suddenly. But what do you think about that? And it's called Already Gone, isn't it? So maybe it's something they did on purpose. Oh, very good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Or maybe it was just a... Uh, maybe that was the vinyl error. That, 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 that went digital. Mm. It's a lovely track. There's a lovely bit of falsetto there. It's a stunning falsetto. And uh, it's... Obviously, it's a slower moment. It's quite a... It sounds quite obvious, but it's quite a traditional thing, isn't it? To slow the album down at the end. Uh, Is it petered out? It's not petered out for me. Is it petered out for you? No. No? 
We haven't seen hide nor hair of Peter for a few weeks now. And we probably shouldn't do if we're talking about some of our favourite albums of the year. No. Because I think for us, an album that peters out would probably not feature in that list. No, certainly not. But yeah, I think it's a a lovely, another, again, fantastic synth soundscape throughout. That combined with the falsetto. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, chef. (laughs) So that's the end of the album proper. And quite a few albums we've talked about this so far have been 10 tracks. Yeah, they have, yeah. It's the, it's the key number, isn't it? There's nothing worse than an album that goes stays its welcome. Yeah, or does, not, not only peters out, but peters out for a long bloody time. So for further listening, I think we wanted to keep it within this year. And we thought it might be a, uh, a, fun, a fun treat to talk about our favourite track that they performed live live at Glastonbury 2019 well definitely because it was it was a highlight of the festival wasn't it mm. I think for me I didn't see all of it because I was watching Aurora uh, so I missed the first couple of songs with theirs even so I didn't feel like I lost out on any of the kind of energy from the set because it was uh, it was euphoric it was dancing about like a like a like a dancer <laughs> So, Will, over to you first. What was your favourite track from Two Doors, Glastonbury set from 2019? I have to say, we have spoken about it this year already when we talked about uh, the previous album, Game Show. Uh, My favourite was uh, their live performance of Bad Decision. So that was Bad Decision live at Glastonbury 2019. Still one of my favourite songs off the previous album and one of my favourite lyrics. What's the lyric? Save me, I've been drinking wine. <laughs> Story of your life. So that's what I normally say at the end of a recording session. Yes, and I do have to support you. Scoop me, off, scoop me up and put me into a Uber. <laughs> It's a great song. I love the guitar in that one. It's got that, still got that sort of uh, funk to it. It's euphoric. And it was certainly was a highlight of that set. So time for my highlight of their Glastonbury set. And this is a song from the second album, which I just think it's one of those tracks that just grows and and gets better as it goes on. Uh, This is, in fact, Will, I'd like you to announce it. So yes, this is Sun. Well, Will, I hope you will agree with me when I say a lovely brass section in that song. Uh, it's got more brass on it than the uh, bar at the Rovers where <laughs> Bet Lynch was there. <laughs> uh, it's just, uh, that song is so, it, it really is an uplifting song. 
I, I, I struggle. I think if I was in a mood, actually, I'm not trying to get If I was in a really bad mood and I do get in some temper tantrums. Oh, one of your dark moods, oh, yeah. Like throwing know. things around like a toddler. But I think if I put that song on, it's the kind of song that would just sort me out of it, snap me out of it. The last minute of that performance, we were, we were just watching it on YouTube, actually, reliving it. Mm. It's just absolutely uh, wonderful. And the sun was shining on that weekend. It was. I was just saying it was absolutely stunning weather that weekend, uh, has to be this year. Fingers crossed for next year because we're going to be there again. With Paul McCartney, with Diana Ross. And whoever else has been announced since we recorded this episode. <laughs> and a cast of thousands. Yeah. Um, but I hope we'll have a giggle at Glastonbury this year. We'll definitely be there uh, with our microphones. And I will try to be a little bit more eligible. Coherent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a few complaints from the, from the listeners on that one. But yeah, that is that. If I'm not mistaken, that closed the set that song, didn't it? It did. Uh, and after that, he just said, "Thank you, Glastonbury. Have a good night." Oh. And thank you, listeners, and have a good night. Thanks for listening. Yeah, to... that's it because we're out of time. Oh, that was our second favorite album of the year, "False Alarm" by Two Door Cinema Club. Did you love it too? Let us know at Movies Fresh UK hashtag Track by Track. And next week on Christmas Eve. <sighs> The number one album of 2019, according to Track by Track. Us. The two Dan of us. Will. Um, and Dan, can you give us a hint of a tease of what it's going to be? It is the seventh studio album by this uh, British indie dance band, I'd say. And interestingly, and quite surprisingly, the first time we're going to be uh, focusing on one of their albums, although we have mentioned them many times. Yes. Right, so that's going to be Christmas Eve next week. And also, if you're wondering where is all the Christmas, mm. we will have a special Christmas Day episode. Yes. As is now the tradition. It's going to be just like the Christmas Day EastEnders. There's going to be a big bust up. So uh, please do, if you've enjoyed Track by Track this year, up until now, what are we, mid-December, head to Apple Podcasts and give us a rating and a review. That really would be the ideal early Christmas present. Or even review us on Christmas Day and make it an actual Christmas present. Yeah, that would be great, actually, if you've got nothing better to do. So, until next time, I've been Open Mike Eagle. And I've been Mukumba. All of them. Goodbye. Goodbye.